This podcast is proudly brought to you by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and this series of episodes comes to you from HAPA, Hammond Academy of the Performing Arts, where I spent two weeks in early 2020. I was able to spend time with the many creatives, administrators and students of HAPA learning about how they develop their program, what the program is like and how it has changed the lives of the students that are involved. Each of these episodes has its own introduction, so without any further ado, I bring you an interview from Hammond Academy of Performing Arts. Uh, Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today I am lucky enough to be speaking with Scott McDonald, the Executive Director of Memorial Opera House in... Valparaiso, Indiana. Wow, listen to that. Uh, (laughs) Now, uh, I just had a tour of this magnificent venue. Uh, What year was this? 1893. Okay. And why was it built? Can you tell us a little bit about this wonderful place? Sure, sure. So Memorial Opera House, we came to life in 1893 when the Grand Army of the Republic uh, wanted to build a monument to the men from Porter County who had laid down their lives in the Civil War. And at that time, uh, memorials were meant to only be plaques or statues. And they said, we want to do something living, something that will increase you know community fellowship that will really be here for years and years to come so they went down to indianapolis our state's capital and they lobbied for a living monument and the women's auxiliary club did several bake sales several different rummage sales things along those lines and they raised the ten thousand dollars at the time that it cost to build the building and in 1893 we were um, built as memorial hall And then two years later, it was deeded over to the county because they wanted the county to take care of the building, and it became known as Memorial Opera House. Right. And it's been county property or county-owned since then? Since 1895, we've been county property. Right. And probably a lot has happened since then. A few things. (laughs) If we fast forward through that, perhaps it got into a state of of disrepair. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it was let go, or maybe the the county didn't have the funds. There were a lot of different factors that happened. Um, Of course, county not having the funds uh, during the Great Depression here in the States and worldwide in the 1920s and 1930s. The building was operating first as a vaudeville house, then as a movie house, and audiences started to taper off. And unfortunately, the building was shuttered for several years and in the 1950s was slated for destruction. Uh, They were actually looking at turning it into a parking lot. And, you know, it came up to the discussion of, well, we could put a plaque up there to commemorate the Civil War, which is exactly the opposite of what this building was for. So there was a group of concerned citizens called the Little Theater Group, and they saved the building in 1955 raised the necessary funds to do some of the renovation, and we're here for 40 years. Spent that entire time renovating the building, raising funds to preserve it as best they could. And then in the 1990s, um, the county, with new elected leaders, all of that, really decided to make a commitment to the building again and took over as the stewards of the building again. And um, here we are. Yeah, and then... We're very, very fortunate to still be here. And then again in 2015, or just before 2015, there was a chance of it shutting again? There was. Um, So there was some mismanagement in the late 2000s, up until about 2013, 2014. And again, you know, a lot of it, 
there's elected officials involved. There's just bad management involved. You know, you can snow somebody. Passion, yeah, you can snow somebody very easily and say, "Hey, things are going really great," and sweep so much under the rug. Well, at some point, that does get exposed. So in 2015, we were in danger of shuttering our doors again because of finances not being there for the building. So uh, at that time, I was the artistic director. We really stepped up and really developed strong relationships with our county officials and said, look, we're looking to have some transparency here. We really feel that like this is something important for the community. What do we do? So collaborating with them, collaborating with some other theaters, we were really able to turn the ship around and really write it. Um, and we went through some very, very choppy water, but we developed a nonprofit board that was able to help us secure grants, donor funding, um, sponsorships, uh, so that we weren't so reliant on taxpayer dollars and constantly going back to the well of the county and saying, we need money to keep our doors open when the county's role is really just stewarding the structure of the building not the programming or anything along those lines. So then the programming was, was you. Yes. It looks like in the last five years from what I've seen, I mean, this place is really bustling. Things are really happening. You've got a season of five shows. You've mm -hmm. got a whole education program yep. going on. And that is a series of things you've put into place over yes. the last five years. Yeah. Can you talk us through the, sure. the Australian system? There must be lots of schools or programs out there that are struggling. Sure. And people don't have the passion or they don't have the ideas. Could you talk us through how we might, develop our programs absolutely so we really um in order to develop the programs we really just found out from the community what they wanted you know we we got out there and we did surveys we sent out email blasts we you know we use social media because that's huge uh facebook here is you know enormous for everybody so we really put the word out and we said what do you want to see you know tell us what the top shows are that you want to see we we cut down from doing seven or eight shows a year that we couldn't afford to do and that weren't high quality to doing five shows a year so we could present better quality. And we said, what are the top shows that you want to see? And the ones that we were able to secure rights and royalties for are the shows that we produced. So we made the audience really feel involved, really feel a part of it. And then, you know, the topic turned to programming and like, what kind of programming do you want to see for your kids? And, you know, they said, well, we want to see something beyond what the schools offer and beyond what the high schools offer. So we developed a really well-rounded arts program with our youth program, The Limelights. And that is for kids ages 18 months all the way up to 18 years old. And so we have mommy and me classes that we offer during the daytime. Uh, we have very simple rudimentary music classes where kids just come and they bang on pots and, you know, learn how that works in a story. Um, all the way up to, you know, this semester we're offering playwriting classes for kids. Um, and, you know, for teenagers that feel like they have something to really offer and to write. And we'll do a festival of all of their original works at the end of that. So truly, besides passion and all of that, which we really had to put into play, it really came down to finding out what the community wanted. If you give the people what they want, they're going to come. And it's it's further than, you know, if, they, if you build it, they will come. You really have to find out what they want, what they want you to invest in, and do that. Um, you know, we're fortunate to have a community that is very, very much on board with this building. And that is very supportive of everything that we do. Wow. So.
tremendous. And yeah. you also have you mentioned so many things, and we couldn't possibly sure. cover it all uh, in, in this in this short ten minutes. But you mentioned that you have a summer school. Yes, and that's I think really quite different to the Australian system because mm-hmm. you have three months off. Right. And then what, students come here for three months? Um, They come, we offer, so we have a summer program and uh, we offer a camp that's five weeks long. So they come every day for five weeks and at the end they mount a production. Last year they did Peter Pan. The year before that they did uh, Alice in Wonderland. This year they're actually writing an original work. Uh, So we're very excited to see what these kids come up with in that course of five weeks um, to develop a fully realized production and these kids do everything you know they costume it themselves they build their sets they design their lights we of course as a staff support them and make sure that they stay safe but for the most part it's their production and they're completely producing it and then for the other you know five six weeks we have other one-off classes that we offer that are maybe a week or two long so that kids that can't participate in the full five-week course because of you know, family vacations or financial reasons or anything along those lines, they're able to still participate and do something and feel that they're still part of this community. And one beautiful thing that we've really seen is a lot of donors, a lot of corporate sponsors have really jumped on board with scholarshiping these kids into these camps because they feel that it's important that everybody have an opportunity to play. Yeah, and be so, involved in such a yeah. beautiful enterprise. Yeah. Uh, the This community, this mm-hmm. is obviously the focus of our conversation at this point because how lucky you are or we are to have a community that embraces the arts. You've also got a great relationship with the, with the local mm-hmm. theatre and they were called the Chicago... That's Chicago Street Theatre. The Chicago Street Theatre. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about your relationship is that you're not in competition with each other because no. you're producing totally different work. Precisely. Can you talk about the, that relationship? Sure. So Chicago Street Theatre, um, they are literally two blocks from our theatre and uh, they prevent, present more of the avant-garde, um, you know, darker works. Uh, they're a 120-seat black box theater. We're a 360-seat full proscenium theater. And uh, so we're able to really share resources and share actors. And, you know, I direct shows over there. Some of their directors come over here when they want to direct a musical. Um, so it really works out because we're able to kind of scratch each other's backs, as it were. We share audiences. You know, we, we kind of feel that we are both serving the community and we're both meeting the community's needs. So there's no need for us to really be working against each other when we can really work for and with each other. Cross-marketing, you know, anything that drives dollars into the arts is important to their managing director and to me. So it's just, it's a really healthy, strong relationship that we've built. Well, huge congratulations. I've only had an hour or so in this building with you and and meeting with you and being able to find out about the brilliant things you've done. But really, you deserve huge amounts of thanks. Thanks, Nick. Because you've developed something beautiful. And thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Scott McDonald. Thank you very much. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. A special thanks to Scott Sawinski for making the interviews possible and for coordinating the entire trip to Hammond Academy of the Performing Arts. I was able to speak to and work with a range of people from Hammond Academy of Performing Arts. Thank you, Scott, and thank you to the students, administrators, and creatives from HAPA. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. We have a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. If you would like to ask us a question, please feel free to 
to do so, you can email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.